welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back. Veronica here, and we're about to dive into this week's Essential Astrocast. So, we're here. Let's just not bury the lead and jump right in. This is the week. Mars squares Pluto. So this is actually the last week that we'll have Mercury in Leo. And Mercury in Leo, it brings a creativity and a fiery nature to the way we communicate. This week, that fiery nature might get caught up with Mars square Pluto. So we've got a lot of fire this week. We even have a grand trine in fire in the sky. Basically, it's a fiery, passionate, loaded week. And when we have a lot of fire, we're all feeling creatively turned on, passionate, excited, enthusiastic, motivated, all of the great things that fire give us. But... When fire, when there's too much of it, when it gets too hot, when it burns out of control, we can get hurt. And so that is really what this week is about. And so I really want you to make sure that you, whatever you do to move your energy, whether that's working out, biking, walking, getting on your yoga mat, really important to do those things this week. Because if you have pent up energy, you are going to explode because this is a very explosive week. If you are a person that has stuffed down a lot of the resentments, a lot of the anger that you have for your spouse, your family, whatever, that very well could come up this week. And the thing about fire energy is that fire energy is explosive. So you might not want to say those things, but they still might burst out of you. Maybe when you least expect it. And because Mercury is in Leo, our mind is moving fast. We've got that fiery mind. So all of this really comes together. It's the perfect storm for confrontations to take place. So what does Mars square Pluto mean? Let me set the stage for you for that. So if you've been listening the past few weeks, you know that Mars is in Aries and he is on this very long journey. He's spending the latter six months of this year in his home sign of Aries and Mars in Aries, the low energy of Mars in Aries is angry, aggressive, a little bit like the bully. Okay. The bull in the China shop. Mars at its highest level, it is ambition and motivation and the drive to make things happen in the world. It's a force that we need to move forward. But when that force is excessive, it's dangerous, just like anything else. Too much of anything is just not good for you. So Pluto is in Capricorn. And Capricorn also likes to be in charge. Aries likes to be in charge. Capricorn also likes to be in charge. So when you've got Mars, the god of 
masculinity, war, sex, all of those things that require drive. Think about all of those things that create a drive or a desire within you. When you have that planet squaring the planet of power, which is Pluto, as well as transformation and death and secrets, then you do have a recipe for some big confrontations. And so that's what we're probably going to see this week. And I always say this, if you want to know what's going on in the stars, watch the news, because you'll see those things play out this week as Mars squares Pluto. So this is something that's going to be coloring on the rest of our year. So we've got Mars square Pluto three times for the rest of this year. They're going to find their way into this square this Thursday, August 13th. They're going to find their way back into this square on October 9th. And finally, their last one will be December 20th. And that is all due to Mars retrograding in Aries. And that's not coming till September, but that's why they're going to meet up three times. This is a powerful, powerful transit to happen three times. It is indefinitely heated It's going to make people angry. It's going to make people impulsive. It's going to make us irritable. I'm already feeling that irritability today as I record this. We're going to be feeling power struggles. We're going to be feeling arguments and confrontations coming up. Now, the best thing you can do with this energy is move your body, get outside, get to yoga, go for a run, go for a swim. Anything you can do to cool off is going to be really good. It's August in New York. People are hot. People are angry. People are over quarantine. There's going to be a lot of, I'm just over it and I can't take it anymore. That is definitely going to be something we see this week. And we're all feeling pretty emotional because the personal planets are all in very emotional signs. So we have Mars and the sun and fire signs. Sun is in Leo. Mars is in Aries. And then we have Mercury in Leo as well. Venus is our other personal planet and she's in the sign of cancer, which is driven by emotion and it's ruled by the moon and the moon changes signs every two to three days. And we talked a lot about cancer the past few months as we had Mercury there and we had the sun there and we had an eclipse there. And so we've talked a lot about cancer. And so you know that cancers have a rap for being a little bit moody. And that's because they're ruled by the moon. And the moon makes you moody because it changes signs every two to three days. And therefore, you always have a little bit of a different vibe about you. So with that said, the planets are emotional. And we're going to be feeling emotional. And we're going to be driven by emotion. And so When that happens, the best thing you can do is stick to your routines and stick to your practices that ground you and center you and get you into your body. And if you've got some resentments and you've got some stuff, it's a great week to book an hour with your therapist and work through that and get that out with an unbiased confidant, someone that won't take it personally so that hopefully you won't take it out on your family or your friends or your spouse when you least expect it. So those are some ways of coping with this energy. The other thing is you may come in contact with other people being aggressive or assertive with you. This is an energy that brings up a lot of threatening behavior too. So 
if you are, you know, working for someone who can be a little bit in their ego or can be, you know, bad tempered, this is going to be a week where you might see that play out. The other thing with these kinds of transits, with Pluto transits in particular, is that you don't want to do any underhanded, secretive, not so okay stuff, you know? You know, with Pluto transit, if you're up to anything that's not kosher, it's just, it's not okay. It's a little underhanded. It's a little bit, you know, cutting the corners or cheating. You're going to get caught. One of these other squares will catch you. So even if you get away with it now, it'll come back to bite you October 9th or December 20th. So stay on the up and up this week. If there is someone in a position of power, like your boss, or is there someone in a position of power in your life, the person in your life who maybe holds the purse strings, if that's your spouse or your parents or you know, someone else in your life that in some way, shape or form, you might have to answer to in some way, even if you don't like it, even if it's not something that you like doing, if it's someone that you have to answer to in some way, shape or form, do not get into a confrontation with them this week. If you can avoid it. Now you might not be able to avoid it because they might try to start a confrontation with you. But what I'm saying is This is not the week to go to your boss and ask for a raise. This is not the week to go to your boss and ask to take three months off. This is not the week to go to your parents and tell them something that you really know they don't want to hear. It's just really not the week to challenge any authority figures in your life. So keep that in mind. You can save that for next week, which will be a much, much nicer week. So yeah, don't pick fights. And if you're not the one holding the cards you definitely don't want to pick a fight. Okay. With this kind of energy, whenever we have a lot of energy in the sky, as we will this week, you know, you can go one of two ways. I notice when there's a lot of energy in the sky, people either are so wired, they're so awake, they can't sleep, or they're so motivated, especially with Mars square Pluto. This is a very motivating energy. In fact, I would say the beneficial side of this energy is that it's incredibly motivating. It can make you incredibly driven, especially because they're in Aries and Capricorn. And if you've been, you know, slacking, this might be a good week to get back on that routine. You might have the desire to get back on that routine, but there's also the other side of it, which is that when there's a lot of energy in the sky, sometimes we conk out. Sometimes we get really tired. Sometimes the energy is too much. I've had a few people report to me over the past few days, they really wanted to disconnect. Like the world just feels too noisy. Social media feels too noisy. The news is too noisy. Everything feels like so much noise. There's a lot going on. If you need to disconnect, totally okay. If this is a week where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to delete Instagram from my phone and I am going to reconnect with me and stop worrying so much about what everyone else is doing. This is a great week to do that. You'll probably avoid a lot of confrontations and you probably just, you know, you'll avoid seeing whatever trolls are on Twitter talking about whoever, right? So it's a great week to do that. You know, 
I have been noticing so many people resonated with the message last week on the podcast about disconnecting from technology or doing a little bit of a tech scrub. So whether you scrubbed out the people you're following on Instagram, or you scrubbed out the old emails, or you scrubbed out the old contacts, there's a lot of that energy right now of wanting to release, of wanting to disconnect, to reconnect. And I think that one of the best things we can do when there's a lot of energy in the sky is disconnect from a lot of the technological things that keep us quote connected, but that connection is very surface. Pluto loves depth. So if you choose to disconnect from the surface connections this week in an effort to reconnect in a more deep way with the relationships that are important to you, then I think that's a great idea. And one of the most important relationship is the relationship with yourself. So if you say, Hey, I'm just going to turn off the phone and go meditate and do my yoga practice and whatever, I think that's a great idea. It's not possible for all of us, but 30 minutes might be possible. So see if you can find some spaces in your week to really disconnect from whatever feels noisy for you and reconnect to the most important relationship, which is the one with yourself. Um, however you do that. And for you, that might be going for a swim or taking a bath or getting on your mat or meditating or, you know, something else. So whatever that means for you. So that's the big news of the week. The big news of the week is Mars square Pluto. And I wanted to really just come out of the gate starting talking about that because really that's the main thing that I want you guys to be aware of. It's happening on Thursday. I find that with Mars transits, we often feel them most intensely on the lead up. So I think you'll feel it as we approach the actual conjunction on Thursday, and then you'll feel it less afterwards. And the actual conjunction is happening at 3.14 a.m. on Thursday. And it's a square, which means it creates friction, it creates challenges, it creates tension. But the thing about squares, especially squares with really big planets, is that they create change and they are a catalyst for change. And Lord knows we need some change right now. So let's all cross our fingers and say our prayers and meditate and send loving energy to the leaders in power that some positive change is created for all of the people out there that are suffering that need help right now. So moving on, we've got a yacht in the sky this week. So there's some good stuff amongst all of this crazy stuff this week. Cause there's some crazy, that's really the crazy stuff. Mars square Pluto. Hey, did you know that I have an astro obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep. It's called the luminary league and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then, wait, this is the best part. I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. 
come on over to veronicaparetti.com slash astrology to learn more and to sign up. There's also some real bright spots and there always are. And that's the wonderful thing about astrology is that it shows us the patterns. It shows us the cycles and we find the parallels within our own life. And the beautiful thing about that is while we go through the challenges and the friction and the tension, there's also bright spots and moments of clarity and moments of joy. So I want you to realize and focus that on that stuff this week. And so one of the things that's very cool is there's a yod in the sky all week. And so what's a yod? A yod is the finger of God. And if you have one of these in your chart, there is a planet, there's a configuration in your chart where we say the finger of God has touched it. And so it just means that something is fated. And I know I always say you dictate your own fate. And I truly believe that. I believe that astrology is a tool along with many other spiritual practices that can help us dictate our own fate. But sometimes we put in a lot of hard work and we don't even dream big enough We don't even know how good or how great the results can be, right? Sometimes we actually do the hard work and our expectations of the hard work is somewhat limited because it's based on our own perspective and our perspective is limited. So this week, I want you to open up to being open for the universe to serve up results that you never thought were possible and pay attention to the signs because while I believe we dictate our own fate, I believe that when we do the work we put the work in when we write the dreams in our journal and we show up every day to work on them, we don't have control of the results. So as many of you know, I've been teaching yoga for well over a decade, and it's sort of like my first spiritual language. And in the Gita, which is one of the texts that we study in the yogic traditions, there's this beautiful line about how your dharma, the thing you're meant to do, your purpose, your work in the world, you show up, you do it. I'm paraphrasing here, but you show up, you do it. And you surrender the fruits of your labor. You don't get to decide or be attached to the fruits of your labor. You just do the work that you're meant to do. So apologies if you're hearing my cats. It is Leo season after all. And so they have a lot of talking to do. Mercury is in Leo, although they're Taurus cats. But um, so we have a yawn this week. And so the Yod, that finger of God, includes Jupiter and Neptune in a sextile talking to one another. They're having a nice, sweet conversation. And then Jupiter and Neptune are individually have an aspect that we call an inconjunct to the sun, the sun's in Leo. So Jupiter and Neptune are transcendent planets, and they help us connect with the spirit realm. And the sun is what we do in the world. It's the shining light. And the sun in Leo encourages us to stand on the stage of our own choosing and shine bright and be the star. So where do you want to be the star? Where do you want to shine bright on the stage of your own choosing? And 
Jupiter and Neptune are here to help you do that this week. Jupiter brings blessings and makes everything bigger. Neptune, it encourages us to connect with our intuition. So if I had to break this down into a very simple math equation, I would say Jupiter and Capricorn, it's your hard work. That's what you've been working on. Neptune and Pisces, it's your dreams. Those two working together are creating a little bit of an adjustment so that you can experience your dream coming true. They're both having that adjusting aspect to the sun. So they're adjusting the dream of how it feels for you when you have the hard work and the dream come together and it creates an experience for you to be the shining star. So where will you be the shining star? And I say that not so much for you to answer that question, but for that question to just sit in your psyche and allow you to be open to what the universe wants to tell you. Because a yod indicates that something is faded. So trust that you've done the work and pay attention to what's coming up this week. Maybe you'll get some messages on what's next for you. And I know that so many of us out there are really wondering what's next because we're living in this world of uncertainty. But I think this is a really nice little gift this week to have this yod. Okay. So the other big aspect this week that's taking place in the chart is a grand trine and fire. It's all week we have this grand trine and fire. I think it's really interesting that we have both these aspects with us all week. If they were only for a few days, I wouldn't mention them. I'm mentioning them because they're taking place all week. And so this grand trine and fire, it involves Mars and Aries, South Node and Sagittarius, and the Sun and Leo. Again, the Sun and Leo. So there's something about that Sun and Leo this week, and the Sun does rule Leo. So when the Sun is in Leo, it's in its home sign. So the Sun and Leo really wants us to look at it this week. The Sun and Leo always wants us to look at it this week. Look at it in general. If you know a person who has their Sun and Leo, then you know they like to be seen. That's really important. That's one of their core desired feelings, to be seen. So when we look at this Grand Trine, it says to me, so Grand Trines in general, if you have one natally, in your birth chart, it basically means that you're naturally talented. You have a natural talent, an abundance of opportunities flow to you with ease. Sometimes that can mean that you're a little averse to hard work because you're not used to things being hard for you. Here's the thing. When it's in the sky, it means there's a little blessing. There's a little something that is going to flow with ease for us this week. And because it's Mars and Aries, even though Mars is really, you know, having that tough aspect, that square with Pluto, Mars and the sun and Leo and the South node and Sag South node is where you've been, where you've with the karma you've created in this life, but even more so in the past, in your past lifetimes, it's the stuff you've already mastered, the stuff you know how to do. So this grand trine indicates to me, at least, that you've got to use what you've got to take hold of the opportunities that will show up for you this week. And Mars will help you stay motivated. That Mars is going to help you. And Mars square Pluto, while it's challenging, also brings a lot of focus. So use what you've got, trust the work you've done, 
trust your natural talents and allow them to support you as you take hold of the opportunities that show up for you this week. Okay. And pay attention to the signs. Again, that yod, that finger of God is going to point to something. Something's going to show up and you're going to say, I listened to Veronica talk on the podcast and I think this might've been what she was talking about. Well, I have no idea what the sign is going to be, but I know that there are going to be some signs coming from the heavens. Okay. So the last big, big news this week is Uranus is retrograding. So Uranus retrogrades on Saturday and he's going to be retrograde into January. So into 2021. And I don't necessarily think retrogrades of outer planets is that big of a deal or that important. I've mentioned this before in the podcast, this particular Uranus retrograde is really well aspected. It might be a period where we redefine how we want to socialize. We might find deeper ways of connecting with the people that are important to us. We might, you know, again, look at how we're connecting with others through technology. And we might find that we want to adjust so that we can have deeper connection versus loss of superficial connection. You will probably be welcoming the changes that are being made because Uranus is the planet of change, but because he is well aspected in his, what we call ingress in astrology, the beginning of this retrograde period, then, you know, I think that the changes will be welcomed, even though God, there've been so many changes this year. How could there be more? But there will be, there's a lot more astrology to come this year. The big theme with Uranus and Taurus, which Uranus has been in Taurus, since 2018, and it's going to be there in Taurus until 2026. If you are a Taurus, Uranus is drastically shifting who you are. If your son is in Taurus, it's something that's going on for many years. If your son is early in Taurus, it probably happened more toward the beginning in 2018. If your son is late Taurus, you maybe haven't felt it yet, but you know, the sign of Taurus is getting this shake up from Uranus and Taurus is the fixed earth sign. So for me, from my perspective, for us as a collective, for humanity, Uranus and Taurus from 2018 to 2026, which is the normal amount of time it spends in a sign because it's really far away. takes about 84 years to go around the Zodiac to visit all 12 signs. You know, with Uranus and Taurus, it really feels like we have to do something about climate change. Taurus is the fixed earth sign. It is calling on us to make a change with how we treat the planet. And I really think that we got to get this figured out in the next six years. And it is really the most important issue of our time because it impacts every other thing. And I don't even think it should be a political issue. So I I don't even want to apologize for being political because it's not a political issue. It impacts every single human being on the planet. So I really think that that is the big message of Uranus and Taurus. And that's a message that's spanning from 2018 to 2026. But this particular retrograde, I think that is pretty mild. I don't think you're going to feel it much. If you feel it at all, you'll feel it this week because we always feel these planets These outer planets, when they retrograde or any planet, when it retrogrades, we feel it most when it stations to retrograde and then when it stations to move direct. So that's the, this is the moment, this is the week you're going to feel it most. It might even give you like a little bit of a Mercury retrograde vibe because we did actually, as I'm recording this today, it's Monday and Mercury's 
in an aspect squaring Uranus. And I almost had a little bit of a Mercury retrograde feeling today. So you might have that Uranus rules our nervous system. So you might very well feel this station, but it won't be the, the larger retrograde will not have too much of a lasting impact for you on a personal level, unless it's touching one of your personal planets. Anyway, sometimes when Uranus retrogrades in Taurus, which we've had a few times now, because it's been there since 2018, we sometimes see the earth talk. So whether it's earthquakes, fires, etc. I did hear something about the last Arctic shelf in Canada broke away last week. So pay attention to those kinds of stories around this week, because that's usually we start to see that kind of stuff when when Uranus retrogrades on his journey in Taurus. Okay. So I want to jump into the moon signs to wrap up this week just so that you know what the moon is doing and how that might affect your mood because Venus is in cancer now. So she's answering to the moon and Venus rules our social life and how you relate to other people, especially women, because Venus is the divine feminine along with the moon. They share the responsibility of the divine feminine. Okay. So the moon is in Taurus as I'm recording. And on Tuesday, the 11th, we're going to have the moon enter its last quarter phase. So it'll begin the last week of the moon cycle. And this is generally a time of turning inward and releasing and really getting quiet as we prepare for the new moon. Of course, there's so much going on in the sky this week. I find it hard to believe that you will be only going inward. But if you can disconnect and you can get quiet this week, then it's a great week to do that. On Wednesday morning, Eastern Standard Time, I'm always looking at Eastern Standard Time, the moon will move into Gemini. And then on Friday, it'll move into Cancer. And on Leo, we'll go into the Leo moon on Sunday night or actually Monday morning. I'm sorry. So we'll have the moon go into Leo Monday morning, which is the 17th. And then the cancer moon over the weekend will really be the dark of the moon. So if you can disconnect this coming weekend, the 14th, you know, 730 at night on the 14th, it'll go into cancer. So if you can disconnect on Saturday and Sunday, the 15th and 16th, I think it's a great opportunity to disconnect, turn off your phone and go inward and enjoy the dark of the moon. Then on Monday, the moon will go into Leo. And then on Tuesday, we'll have the new moon in Leo at 1042 PM Eastern time. So that's a little preview of next week. The new moon is coming. The other big things going on next week are going to be Mercury moving into Virgo and the sun moving into Virgo. So stay tuned for that. If you want to do a new moon ritual or meditation or some journaling around your intention, you can join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti and become a luminary for $25 a month It helps support this podcast and you'll get my new moon bonus episode 
along with a guided meditation and some journal prompts to set your intention every new moon. You'll also get access to the full moon workshop that we do live on Zoom around every full moon. So that is a great time to touch base with me to get your questions answered. If you just want to pop in and I I do little mini chart readings at the end for all the members that are on live. And I would love to see you there. It's really fun. And if you've ever been like, I just want to kind of check in with Veronica and ask her some questions about my own personal chart. The Luminary League is a great way to do that. It's kind of like having me in your back pocket. And if you don't want to do that and you just want to get a reading, you can always do that. And I've opened up some extra slots for readings because I know everyone is really feeling like they are in the, you know, soup of uncertainty these days. So astrology is really helping a lot of my clients find some meaning within this chaotic time. So I've opened up some more slots for readings and you can always find those on my site, veronicapretty.com slash astrology. So that's all I got for you this week. I hope it was helpful and useful. I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to come on over to Instagram, DM me. I usually post some astrology throughout the week over there in my stories. I'm going to try to learn how to do reels and do some astrology videos there. We'll see how it goes. Otherwise, I hope you have a safe and wonderful week. And most importantly, do the things that help you feel centered and grounded and don't lose your temper. Try to keep cool, cold showers, go to the pool, go to the ocean if you can, cool off. Lots of peppermint essential oil if you have it on hand. All right. Lots of love. Take care. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.